Hello and welcome to Gamer's Ledge Podcast. Come on in, sit down, relax, have yourself a nice Dasani water, or you know any water as long as it's not from Flint, Michigan. Uh, it is a conversation between gamers uh, and friends, a look at the game, video gaming industry, and a look at what it means to be a hardcore gamer. Uh, we have no cool intro this week because uh, technical time and stuff, and da 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 it's the Gamer's Ledge Show starring me, I'm Brack, it's the Gamer's Show. We got lots of great guests. Hi, Matt. Hi. It is indeed a, a, a fireside chat of just me and Matt this evening. Still lots to talk about uh, that I have none of pulled up, so I'll do that while we're we're talking here. Because uh, I'm on a different computer and I was not ready for all this technical challenge and stuff. Uh, Matt, it's been a busy week. What have you been up to? What have you been playing? Um, I've been doing some stuff, and of course now I totally lost the thing. Uh, let's see, Tap Titans still, because, you know, I, the, for some reason, just don't stop playing that game. So there's still some of that going on. Um, then I've, uh, I tried out Nom Nom Galaxy, which was one of the free titles for PS4 with Plus, or Instant Game Collection, or whatever we're calling it these days. Um, interesting game. Uh, I, I think it's probably more my wife's kind of style of game. It's a lot more resource management-y kind of thing than I'm normally into. So, uh, don't know. I'll probably give it another go. Uh, there's a, there's a, looks like there's a, a fairly significant online portion to the game as well, which I probably won't even touch, but the single player looks fairly, fairly deep too. So, um, uh, Fallout 4 still, uh, you know, the slow grind because it takes me four trips to get all the stuff out of a dungeon and back to my little gas station. Um, you need to up your strength, my friend. <laughs> yeah, I did. Well, when I get back to the thing, the first thing I do is I grab all the stuff from Codsworth and it's usually over 500 pounds. So I don't think there's any way over 500, <laughs> over 500. So yeah, uh, that, that's, uh, it's pretty crazy. Just, and then, you know, the time, cause some of the stuff you break down at the armor table, some of the stuff you have to drop on the floor to break down some of the stuff you go over to the weapons thing and break down. See, I, I don't <sighs> do it like that at all. I go out, I hoard it all, I put as much on my companion as I possibly can, and then I will micromanage whatever I'm carrying so that I get the maximum efficiency of carrying stuff for bang for my buck. And then I go back, but I can fast travel now even if I'm overburdened, so that's nice. So I will get as much as I can possibly carry, then go back, and then I just dump it all in the main workbench. And then I rinse and repeat. I don't break down anything. And then I will sit there and I will have like an epic um, breakdown session, <laughs> breakdown and crafting session. So are you just you just you, you know the weapons and stuff into the bench too, or do you just throw them? No, into everything. It? Everything goes in the workbench. You know, you don't have to take that stuff to the specific bench to use it, right? Well, no, but I usually am looking for, you know, I'll look through, I'll look for new weapons, I'll look at options and new armor and options and see if there's anything that I want to pursue or if it's all just breakdown. So as long as I'm in there anyway, I just do it. Break um, it down. Break it down. Uh, the, yeah, I, I, don't, I dump all the junk into the workbench, but I actually 
I, I break down the rest of the stuff and then store the the junk that it, that comes out of it. See why why can't Dave be here? He'd be so proud. You just said you store your junk in the workbench. Anyways, okay then. What uh, else have you been playing? <laughs> so uh, I played uh, a bit of Wolfenstein again. There, there there was an interesting story there. Bottom line is rest mode is not off on your PlayStation Four. So before you go and delete an almost sixty gig game and have to re-download it, you know, turn it all the way off and then back on first. Yeah, that's that's the moral of the story. Um, so I'm to the last chapter in uh, Wolfenstein: New Order. So hopefully I'll be done with that. Then decide if I want to do the second playthrough after there's two story branches. There's a place where the story branches and two completely separate paths. I don't know how different the levels are, but they, it shows us two different complete paths in the collection quest stuff. So I don't know if I really want to go through that whole thing, but I may go far enough to, to make the other decision and see what happens. Um, but that is a fun game. I, 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 I'm horrible at it at this point. I'm dying more times than not, but it's, it's still fun. I can't explain it. And then I've been watching a lot of Rainbow Moon because <laughs> he's been playing a lot of Rainbow Moon and is, is currently writing about Rainbow Moon. And uh, yeah, so there's been a lot of Rainbow Moon on the TV. Um. So yeah, that's that's pretty much it. It's not a, not a lot of variety. It's it's pretty focused. So, well, uh, I've been playing Final Fantasy Record Keeper and Gems Mark. of War and uh, Marvel. No, not Marvel. Magic: The Gathering Puzzle Quest and The Witness. Which that game is so good, I can't even begin to. It's very good. It's very frustrating, but very good. Yeah, it sounds like you either get it and love it, or it breaks you. Yes, that there is no in between. Um, and and it was like this close to breaking me, but we figured something out, so that was good. Uh, also played Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time, which came out last week. Um, that game is surprisingly fun with two people. Hmm. So that's something that Lexi and I have been playing together. Um, and I think I might pick up Firewatch this week. I just have—I was going to pick it up last week, but I was like, I don't know. But now I'm hearing nothing but good things, and I really want to pick it up. Um, and then, of course, it's not quite the right show for it, but we should talk about Deadpool for just a second. <laughs> Brought to you by your local Deadpool. Yes, uh, quite pleased with it. It came out. Obviously, we went to watch it. Um, managed to watch it with IGN's Greg, Greg or former IGN, now kind of funny uh, personality, Greg Miller. Um, that was a nice coincidence. Ran into him at the theater, so we talked for a while. Um, but yeah, I really liked the movie. I know you saw it, Matt. And you, you have no soul. When it comes to comedy, and you apparently have no internet because you've fallen off it. Yes, he's fallen off it. Fantastic. So that means that I'm just speaking to you, good viewer. Hi, Ian. Uh, let's see. 
other things, uh, Deadpool, if you've not seen it, go see it. But it's already broken several records, which is why I wanted to talk about it. It is now the uh, largest President's Day opening ever, uh, beating out um, Fifty Shades of Grey. It's massed over $150 million. It's the largest rated R movie to be launched on a Friday with Thursday screening. Uh, and it's very, very good if you like Deadpool. That's all we'll say about that. So go check it out if you like Deadpool in the comics. Uh, if you don't know who Deadpool is, I'd still say very much go check it out. Um, just realize that it is a very rated R movie. He is the rated R superstar, not Edge. Right, Matt? Who's trying to rejoin us? But failing? Technical difficulties, everybody. Technical difficulties. Hooray. So, in that case, let's uh, jump into the news. This will be a short podcast if Matt doesn't come back because we'll just burn through all the news. Um, the biggest, one of the biggest pieces of news from this last week is it looks like that the Mass Effect Andromeda lead writer has left Bioware to join Bungie. Uh, Bungie not doing well. Uh, they just had some of their executives quit. Oh, Matt, a wild Matt appears. Woo! I think I'm challenging uh, Chrome's memory <laughs> limit at the moment. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm suddenly talking to myself. What else is new? Hey, it wasn't the internet that dropped this time. It was just my computer. <laughs> oh, well, our one one viewer left because I jumped around the news. So, yay. <laughs> Uh, so, so, so yeah, Deadpool. Yeah, <laughs> I, I kind of wrapped up that segment, but you're back now. So I just said, you know, it's rated R. Make sure that you understand that. Don't take kids to see it because uh, it is very rated R. He's a very rated R superstar. Yeah, there, there, there was a kid in the viewing I went to that was well below the age that I thought should be in there. But Did people yell at him. No, yell at the parents. No. Uh, yeah, there was there was an adult a female adult with him. And, you know, I, I didn't even notice it till right before the film started that there was a kid there. And of course, you know, uh, everybody's different. Right. I mean, yeah, I know, but my, my entire theater, like all, everyone was talking about it and everyone was saying that they were going to yell at anyone that brought a child in to see it, <laughs> so, but nobody but yeah, did. Amazingly. It, yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely, it's, it's rated R. Um, I'm I'm actually I was actually surprised at how well the um pacing on it was. That was my big concern with it is that the the, the pacing was going to be weird. So I'm a little bit worried about the home release because you know they're going to add a bunch of the stuff that they cut out back in. And I'm a little worried about it affecting the pacing, but yeah, we'll see. But overall, yeah, I, I, my my expectations were super low actually for this movie because I, I figured it was going to be you know one funny scene, twenty minutes of meh, another funny scene, another twenty minutes of meh, and it wasn't. It was actually paced really well. Well, I mean, um, that's pretty much your expectation of everything, right? No. Everything. everything that's funny. Well, funny stuff. Yeah, I mean, comedy and I have a very complicated relationship. <laughs> is that like the backseat of a car kind of thing? No, never mind. No, no, no. no. That, that's that's a painful relationship. Yes. yes. <laughs> um. 
so yeah, uh, Mass Effect Andromeda lead writer leaves Bioware to join Bungie. Um, I had just started talking about this. Bungie not doing so well because everybody's not playing Destiny. And we have another story about Destiny. We should just get all these out of the way. Uh, I know I put it in here somewhere. Uh, where is the story that talks about how they're not going to have... They're going to have one expansion this year, and then the big one, or Destiny 2, will not come till next year. Oh, you know what? It's on my other computer. That's where it's at. <laughs> I guess, yeah, neither of us copied that in here. But, yeah, the... Um... Yeah, they they're they're doing a later this year. There's going to be a major uh, update uh, for for uh, the for Destiny. Not really sure what that contains. There were no real details given, um, but there's going to be one more update. Whereas they had previously said there were not going to be no more updates for. There were not uh, going to be no more updates. There were not going to be no more updates. There yeah, that sounds about like Destiny. Not going to be no more updates. Uh, yeah, there weren't no, no more updates. But uh, yeah, there weren't going to be any more updates, excuse me, for the uh, the original. And they were just going to wait for the sequel. But uh, apparently they decided, oh, wait, we can't go an entire year without giving somebody something. Well, what do you but mean? They've gone in that long? <laughs> uh, never mind. I'm... I know, I know. But yeah, they're, that, they're, they're, I, I still don't know how there are still people playing the game. I, I don't, I don't get how people are sticking with it but see look i'm a glutton i'm a glutton for punishment i'll be yes the first you are one, i'll be the first one to admit that but even i got frustrated and annoyed with the lack of content in that game it took me a while far longer than it probably should have yes i, I would agree with that but i did get there and so i'm like are people just that pulling the wool over their own eyes to justify the cost of the game that they're still playing or what could that be about? You know, people latch on to weird stuff. I mean, I wouldn't have thought that there could still be world of Warcraft players at this point, but I mean, they do regularly up game update the game with new content. So yeah. And, and they're pretty that. aggressive about it. Unlike destiny. So mm -hmm. yeah. Anyways, uh, also I think it was, in a week or two uh, news cycle ago, but uh, you know the CEO stepped down because of the for poor performance of Destiny. Not that they're not making a lot of money off Destiny, just not as much as they thought they were going to make. Right. Um, so, you know, that still screams to me of great. You you did this change to signal a change in direction. Uh, you know, from your corporate management side of things, but what's that actually going to do for the game? You know, right. it's not actually going to change the rollout of content for the game. Either the hooks are there or they're not to add more content, and I'm thinking they're not. I mean, you're still low. To, I figured by this time, you would not load into a loading screen, but you still do. Yep. And so it's like, that tells me, it seems to me that there are not hooks to radically change what is already there, so how can you expand upon it? Unless you just give people more of the same, which obviously is not keeping their attention. Right. So I, I will be very interested to see the launch numbers for Destiny 2, because Destiny 1 was huge, mm -hmm. but have to wonder how bad a taste they're putting in people's mouth right now.
in terms well, of and then uh, you know it'll a lot of it'll come down to marketing because you know we've got the division obviously coming out and if they can market themselves as the next division or you know what what fans of the division were really looking for you know kind of go with the whole no, but see, I don't think they can do that because then they, then they see that the the division won or the division is like the king. Well, that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. If they can humble themselves enough to say, you know, yeah, we we did okay, but we didn't do quite what we wanted to. Here's the game we really wanted to give you. And oh, by the way, it's way better than that other game you've been playing that starts with D. Um. I don't know. You know, I I think a lot of it will come down to marketing because you know, people people will buy into marketing hype. I have. Oh, oh, was that it directed at me? Maybe. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I I I think that I am far better than I used to be because I will. You're right. I will sustain myself on what my wishes for a game will are based on what they tell me. Mm-hmm. And that's why I got so angry at destiny because they told us these set of things leading up to the game as to what we would be able to do. And we got something far narrower on actual launch. Mm-hmm. The game was fun and that was enough to sustain me, but obviously not enough to keep me in the game forever. The division, I feel like, they have not gone back on the word of here's what this game is and here's what you'll be able to do. And just playing in that beta, I saw, oh, those are actually true things. Mm -hmm. So I I get what you're saying. Yes, I can get very excitable. That is very true. That will probably never change. (laughs) But I try to put enough analysis in there to be able to speak intelligently as to is this a business worthy thing. Is this a good thing for somebody to spend their money on? And I would have said yes to destiny at one point, but now I say, hell no. Yeah. Based on having experienced it. Yeah. Unfortunately, some of those are just hindsight things. You can, you can only form so much of an opinion going for going ahead of things, you know? Well, And that's, that's the real catch 22 of previews in general. I mean, even if you get to see a game in early advance, you're seeing a narrow slice of the game and everybody's promising you'll be able to do all these other things in the rest of the game. So you can only kind of go on that face value to build your hype meter as to say, oh, this is really fun or not. And I think everybody looked at Destiny's early preview builds and said, the shooting is really fun. And, you know, there this is what I did in that narrow slice that they gave us to play in if the rest of the game thinking it's going to be this and not this, if the rest of the game, you know, lives up to that, it's going to be a really good game. Right. Yeah. So I, I, yes. Matt. Or, or, or you could go with, if, as long as you get hyped for everything, eventually you're going to be right. <laughs> that is also true. <laughs> I don't get hyped for everything. You don't. I'm, 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 I'm joshing you there. But, but, very true if I did. Um, <laughs> let's see. What else we got going on? Uh, Heavy Rain and Beyond Two Souls got their PS4 release dates, um, both in, what, April, wasn't it, if I remember right? Uh, I think so. 
Yeah, and uh, Heavy Rain not getting a disc-based version in North America. Not that I think it needs it. I mean, you going to buy either of those? Um, you know, I, I, I want to um, because I actually play. Although I played Heavy Rain. I probably won't buy Heavy Rain. I did play Heavy Rain quite heavily. <laughs> um, but I might get Beyond Two Souls because I did skip that one. Um, like his favorite why. game, as a matter of fact. Really? Yeah. Um, so I, I, I think it hit because it hit around the same time as Last of Us, didn't it? And I think it Last did. of Us just held my attention mm, to the point no. where, yeah, the story build did. I, I think it came out slightly later because I had already finished Last of Us, and then was on a second playthrough of Last of Us at least by the time that Heavy. Uh, Beyond okay. Two Souls came out because then I played that with Lexi all the way through the, to the end. So I thought I think it came out a little bit later. Okay, it came well, yeah, but you know my pace with games. Well, so. right, right, right. In we my mind, they came out in the same window. <laughs> you know, you, we need to we need to put we need to put an exclamation point after your name. It's Matt exclamation point. The slow and steady turtle. Great. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, we 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 kind of just. Well, that's getting into a, a news news article down the road, so I guess I'll, I'll hold on. Oh well, no, go ahead. We'll, this is okay. conversation. We'll, 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 we'll jump out here. Um, okay, so you know we've been talking about Fallout Four for a while, and yes. I'm I'm like level twenty one right now. I think I still only done. I haven't done any quests for any faction other than the than the Preston quests, and I haven't I haven't even gone to Diamond City the first time yet. So Me that either kind of gives you an idea of where where what I'm running around in. And I was talking with the wife last night and we kind of went ahead and made the decision that we should just go ahead and buy the season pass because they're promising $60 worth of content. And as long as you buy it before the end of the month, you're still uh, only paying the $30. Oh, 30 bucks. It's $30. Yeah. It's $30. And this week, yesterday, actually, yesterday, two days ago, um, they announced the first three items that are going to be part of the season pass or the first three downloadables. Uh, the first one is next month. It's called Automatron. Uh, it is going to be new mission storyline in the main land, uh, the main area of the map where uh, the mysterious mechanist has unleashed a horde of evil robots on the Commonwealth. The uh, other plug here is as you fight the uh, evil robots of the mechanist or mechanist, however you want to pronounce that, um, you collect robot parts and you get to build your own companion robot. BYOR. So, yeah, you do all kinds of mods, limbs, armor, abilities, weapons. So, that is going to be the March update. The April update is the Wasteland Workshop, which is basically two things. One, it gives you a whole bunch of new options for building your settlements, uh, decorating them, and all the other stuff. Uh, and it allows you to build combat arenas in your settlements. So, uh, so you can. I got to ask you this. We've not really talked about this at length. What do you feel about the the uh, settlement portion of the game? Um, I, I've I've kept it pretty low key so far, uh, and not Tom's Tom Hiddleston, but um, two words low key. Um, it was fine until you explained it. Yeah, I I, I know. Anyway, um, the how many uh, and you really does have a difficult history. 
it's complicated. Really, it's complicated. That that is like if you look up the definition of the Facebook status, it's complicated. It's me and comedy. That's that's the uh, that's the relationship right there. Um, but uh, I so I've only said to put up beacons at the settlement that you have to to finish the the quest from Preston and at Sanctuary. I haven't. I've. Uh, I'll do enough to get everything green, right? So I'll set a turret up, or I'll build another bed, or whatever. But that's really all I've done so far. I haven't gotten to the point where I'm setting up supply routes, or setting up shops, or doing any of that stuff yet. I've kept it pretty, pretty low level while I futz about and find all the places on the map and clear them. Uh, so I, I haven't gotten super into it, I guess. So it's fine so far. Uh, I can see how if you're trying to do it real time as you're going through the game, it would be a resource nightmare. Um, I think the way I'm doing it, it'll be a little easier to set up, but I think I've only got the first one where you used to live the gas station. That's right there. That's actually my main base, my main settlement. I have something ridiculous, like 400 defense there or something like that. <laughs> um, laser turrets and rocket launcher turrets. And I've got electricity and generators and more food and water than you could possibly imagine. And I've, I've added so many beds there that I think I've got like, I don't know, 25 beds or something just at the gas station. And I enclosed the entire gas station. So it's now all completely enclosed and i actually made it two levels um so i've got people sleeping on top of the gas station turrets up there pretty much if anything moves within any kind of radius around it that gets nuked um <laughs> i haven't and, had anything except a bloat fly show up around the gas station no they, because they will they will come eventually i've had um super mutants i've had uh uh you know, raiders, all that type of stuff. They, they do come eventually. Mm -hmm. And, um, so that's cool, but the, it is a nightmare to get the resources to put it all together. And money is so scarce in this damn game that I just, I don't know. I really like it. I like the sim aspect of it. I do not like the actual execution of it in the game. It's, it's just, not quite enough to be a standalone kind of thing that would keep me coming back for more. But I'll be interested to hear once you've got the supply routes. The other only other place I've got set up like that, besides those two, is um, the castle. Which I don't know if you okay, yeah, yeah, I haven't I haven't taken independence yet. But I mean, have you you've you've helped the farms out and stuff, so they're all in your list. Yeah, right? they're all in my list, but I usually put like one I throw a turret down at them. Right. Yeah, just you know, enough to just enough to get all the numbers green. That's all I do. I mean <laughs> you know, zero is green. Well, if there's it depends. Like if there's one person there, you need to put up something that causes at least one defense for everything to be green. Right. Right, and a turret does like eight, so... Right, yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. I put down enough of whatever, you know, to make it green. I've got the two settlements where you have to put up the beacons, the one at the drive-in and the one at the yeah. other place oh, that I can't think of off the top of my head. I take it back. I've got pretty heavy defenses at the drive-in, too. And um, lots of beds and food and water. The, the drive-in is my biggest non-sanctuary settlement. Yeah, but I wouldn't... I wouldn't... I mean, the problem is it so far out in the middle of nowhere 
compared to the others. I, I highly recommend the gas station. Right. Well, when I say biggest, I mean there's like five people there. So oh, I'm yeah. not talking anything. No, great. I've got like just, I've got like I want to say I'm up to like 22 people at the gas station now. So is that considered a medium or a large then? It is a, I don't know. It's all I know is that I am like two objects away from the limit. Okay. So my bar is yellow for building stuff, uh, which sucks because I wanted to put more stuff in there, but it sounds like you can probably kill a few turrets and add a few beds. So I don't think so. Minutes. No, no, I can't. As a matter of fact, <laughs> no, it needs, I, it needs a good ratio of three turrets for every person. <laughs> that, that, that's you you got to consider the attack vectors. I mean, those turrets only cover so much angle. So you got to put multiples in a row in order to cover an entire area. That, that's true, but I, I'm 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 thinking if your score is four hundred or five hundred something on defense, you you've you've probably done just a touch of overkill. But that that's just me guessing. I haven't set one up yet. What's that word you said? I overkill. No, no, no don't, no, don't no, know. Not familiar word. with that word? No, 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 no. Okay, all right. Back to the news, and I apologize <laughs> for the noise. I have kids doing homework, and the printer sits right next to me. So no, it's not coupons. It's Are you homework. printing coupons? No, I'm not printing coupons. Son of a duck. And anyway, so uh, the the battle arena thing allows you to set uh, traps out in the wasteland, uh, and you can catch anything from a bloat fly to a raider to a, a death claw. Wait, 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 wait. You're able to catch them. What do you do with them once you catch them? You bring them to your arena, and then you either make other people fight them or you fight them. Oh, uh, oh my God. So it's basically Pokemon. To a degree, yeah. Except they don't shrink into little, little, you know, round ball things. It's, it's giant shipping containers. I totally want to catch, uh, what's the big bad monster? The Deathclaw? Deathclaw? Yeah, yeah I totally want to catch the Deathclaw. Death Claw. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so uh, that, that's in the second of the three that were announced, the one for April. Uh, in May, we get Far Harbor. This is actually, this is the most expensive. I forgot the price of the other two. I didn't say The first one is $10. The Automatron is $10 and the Wasteland Workshop is 5 The final one is called Far Harbor and is $25 uh, or your equivalent exchange rate of foreign currency. And it is actually an entirely new area. Uh, it's a fairly giant island off the coast of Maine that you'll have to take a, a specific, it's a, it's a quest that comes in from... Spoiler alert, Valentine's Detective Agency. Um, and uh, you have to go on uh, a quest, and it takes you to this far harbor. It's a new, completely new area, highly irradiated, very tough, uh, tough creatures there. Uh, new quests for all the factions. Uh, I believe it's the introduction of another. I, I'm not aware that this one faction is in the main game, so I think this is an introduction of a new faction. Um, new townspeople, uh, and then the, the quest itself, right? So there's a, it's, it's a whole, it's the largest expansion that uh, Bethesda's ever done for a game. Um, and uh, so that, that's the big thing. And if you've been doing the math right there, 
that uh, is uh, 30 plus 10 is 40 plus 5 is 45 means that there's $15 left for the rest of uh, the 2016 DLC plan that'll be covered by the uh, season pass, which, as I said, the season pass will keep its current $30 price to the end of February. March 1, it goes up to 50 You know, I, I didn't realize what you were saying because you weren't saying it with the correct New England accent. Fahaba. Fahaba, yes. yes. Yeah, can't, can't get that from here. So, yeah, yeah they're going to uh, ship out off the back bay and take a boat and go to an island. Why it's highly irradiated, who knows? Why would you irradiate an island? I don't know, but somebody did, so... Um, but anyway, we were we we kind of decided talking with my wife yesterday that you know we were going to go ahead and do this, and I'm thinking this is kind of cool, but it's also I haven't even taken the first step into the actual storyline of the game yet. Yeah, huh. same here. Okay, this will be interesting, but um, yeah, the, you know the, everyone in the family's been enjoying the game, so it it makes sense, and yeah, I think this will be good stuff. Uh, tell me about this one you have here about uh, fans beginning to make Star Wars Kotar remake it. <laughs> Knights of the Old Republic. For those yes, I know what Kotar is. Not familiar, for those who are not familiar with what you said meant, um, is a PC uh, bio, BioWare, right? Yes. BioWare made the game. Uh, it's an RPG set in the Old Republic, I don't know, some two to 5,000 years before the events of a new hope. Uh, and it was a, it's a very, very popular, very well loved game. Sadly, I have to say full disclosure. I never actually got around to playing it. I own it and I never actually got around to playing it. Um, so uh, it's been requested for a remake or an HD remake or a reissue or a something for some time now, but for whatever reason, Bioware hates money and has not been doing it. However, a fan project has take, undertaken the task of rebuilding Knights of the Old Republic uh, and uh, take, taking the, uh, dang it, <laughs> in Unreal Engine 4. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, so they want to, to take it, bring it up, and get the project going and possibly even create new content in and of itself for it. It's a free project, so if they don't get court orders to stop and desist uh they they it will not cost anything for those who want to play it uh and it's an interesting it's an interesting project it'll be interesting to see where this goes because the whole free thing gets into some really weird licensing and free fair use and you know common uh common why can't i think of what i'm trying to say the license where yeah yeah common. that thing common something common usage common i know what you're talking about i want to say common core but that's something completely no, different that's something different <laughs> ah, anyway i can't remember um anyway so uh, it'll be interesting to see where this goes they're they're remaking everything from the ground up in, in using uh, unreal 4 uh, and they've uh, they've already started working on the combat I, AI, Commons. which they've showed up. What about Creative Commons? Creative Commons. There you go. That's why I couldn't get it. I had Common in the wrong place. Um, so yeah, uh, that'll be interesting. Uh, this was this was a huge game. Uh, it was on the original X Barn, wasn't it? And yes. Then PC also. And I actually played it on the original X Barn. 
So and I liked it very much. I'm actually surprised they have not remade it. And you hate Star Wars, so, so the fact that you like it means that it's pretty pretty good. And it was on the Xbox. <laughs> I'm just saying, I was not a fan of the original Xbox. And I no, played. but it, it it had it it had its things. It yeah, had I, its things. I, I have the I have a PC version of the game. I just I, I I got started and then something else happened and yep, it's sitting four discs sitting somewhere in my house. So uh, now's a good time, actually, since we're talking about engines, uh, to talk about our VR block of the week of news. So let's start first with GameStop. GameStop! GameStop CEO said on Fox News day before yesterday that PlayStation VR was launching this fall. That caused pretty much the internet to explode because Sony had said that it would be launched by summer of this year. Uh, actually expecting probably a Q1 or Q2 launch. Sony then updated to say, no, that's speculation on GameStop's behalf. We have no announcements about the date. Uh, and so now everybody's going, well, is it delayed or is it not delayed? Um, Sony is actually, I think, starting to hurt themselves by not putting a date on it. Uh, we now know all of the dates for the Oculus, for the Vive. Um, the only one we don't know is is the PlayStation VR. So I think they're going to, if they were planning to wait until June to talk about it at E3, I think maybe they can't do that. <laughs> Especially with this, with this hubbub coming up now, I think it would be better for them to for both their investors and for consumers for them to tell when they're going to do it. Well, see their plan is to launch it alongside no man's sky, which is never going to happen. So mm. I'm still, I mean, they're launching no man's sky at E3 basically. So that was my original thought is that, Oh, by the way, not only are we launching no man's sky, but you can play it first on PlayStation VR, which is available now. You know, and I, which I don't think you can do that in this day and age. I mean, I don't understand how you could do that with supply chains, how you could actually do that at a major conference like they did with the Dreamcast. The Dreamcast, or the, the um, not the Dreamcast, the uh, Saturn. Mm -hmm. The Saturn was, you know, it was limited quantities that they shipped out. And I, yeah. uh, I, don't, I don't think they want to do that here because that's only going to engender non-goodwill with uh, consumers if they can't get their hands on it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it would be, it would, it would be in this day and age, it would be a challenge for them to get the units shipped out and everything quiet, everything done quiet without somebody spilling the, the bacon. Yeah. Um, so I guess we'll uh, see. The other thing that is apparently on my other computer, but I happen to remember the story, uh, it was announced this week that everyone who gets the Oculus Rift automatically gets uh, the brand new um, Unity engine for free for four months. So oh, that right. you can start developing VR games uh, with the consumer product that you just bought. I think that's really smart on their behalf, um, especially with Unity's new licensing uh, schedule. Have you been following up on that at all, Matt? I actually have not, no. 
So they actually have moved to the Apple model of you can use their entire development suite for free if you publish a game for money, then they take a third of the profit. Hmm. Which that's pretty that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Because um, that opens the aperture a bit because there, there's a lot of people that would probably like to play around with it and mess around with it that will never actually end up building a game but could maybe end up developing a game that they wouldn't otherwise because of the upfront cost. I am thinking heavily about it myself, actually. I'm, well, I'll talk more about that offline with you. <laughs> um, so that's pretty much the VR block. I'm going to go one step further. Just a little AR block um, tacked onto this. Very interesting news come out uh, came out this week. In fact, I believe it was yesterday uh, that the division at launch will include eye tracking functionality. Watch this video; it's very cool. I'm not sure that I want to run right out and buy one, but if this is the birth of eye tracking in video games, I really like it. Um, what it does is it's a bar that you wear about here. And there's It takes 30 seconds to configure where it just has you hold your head still and look at different portions of the screen. And then from then on, it's pretty cool. You can mark enemies in the division just by looking at them. You can aim by looking at a person, and it actually is sensitive enough to pick out head or somewhere else on their body. Um, you can... The, the You can have the HUD automatically dim, but when you look at portions of the hub, like up here, it'll actually come into focus as opaque instead of semi-transparent. And from the reports, um, from the article that I was reading, it actually is one-to-one -one tracking with your eyes and zero lag. Uh, the, the, the person that was reporting on it said that they were very impressed with the technology. They weren't sure they would want to run out and buy it because it's kind of still expensive technology. But he said for the amount of time that he played, uh, he could see that as time went on, you probably become very dependent on it for maximizing your... Just to me, the marking feature is pretty cool. Because that's something you can't do in the game normally, I don't think, without a pulse. Yeah, I don't remember being able to do it without a pulse. Yeah. And, and just to be clear, that, that is PC only at this that point. That is PC only, that is correct. But yeah, it's, it's, an interesting, it's an interesting thing. Uh, it's definitely outside of my price range of something that I'd be looking at now. Right, like, well... It's going to be outside of most people's price range. So I want to say it was like three fifty. Did you see the? I did, uh, but I can't find it back now. Okay, yeah, it's all right. Uh, but yeah, that was an interesting thing. Um, shall we talk about things that are messed up? That <laughs> there there are just way too many ways to go with that, but uh, I assume you're speaking of a of a little game that came out yesterday. Yes, a little game with a little Japanese man shouting, "I'm sorry, it's not working." <laughs> Please to be excited for our next update, which should be coming any minute now, because we don't want you to kill us because there's no single player content in our game until June. <laughs> and then the online stuff doesn't work at all. I, I'm, I'm just going to say, called it. 
I said <laughs> like three weeks ago, how can you launch a game that is going to be borked at launch because the netcode isn't going to sustain the player weight uh, without any first-person content, you know, first-player, single-player storyline content? Seriously, Street Fighter. Yeah. So yeah, that not 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 a game I bought, not a game I'm gonna buy, but yeah, the the servers have been not having such a good day. And, I was yeah. this close, but it, to picking it up. Yeah, there's there's two reasons why I did not. Number one, the Daigo Lupe fight. Do you know about this? I I knew about it, but uh, what what about it specifically? Lupe won. Right. Lupe won, and Daigo was doing stuff that Daigo never does. Like following up being hit with a single fireball and not a combo string. I am in the 100% camp that he got paid to throw the match. <laughs> or he's just old and his fingers don't move right anymore. No, no. So, so, so I would have been with you. Except last year, there was video that came out of Evo that showed Daigo playing uh, Street Fighter 4, whatever, EX, whatever the latest one was, um, on the PS4. And he had never played that game, really. He was more of, like, a couple versions back. And uh, he was playing for 100 bucks a pop. Do you think he lost a friggin' match? Probably no. not. No. He is, he's not. It doesn't matter how old he is. He's still friggin' Daigo. And if you, for you kids at home, if you have no idea who Daigo is, go look up Evo Chun Li block and the word Daigo. And you will watch one of the greatest moments in gaming history that, that ever was, insane. ever will be. Like nobody's gonna be able to replicate that. And he just, I don't think he's even ever re replicated that. I don't know. I don't know. But just, just ridiculous skill on that person, and to have somebody who basically posted himself doing training videos with one button for four days in advance of this match, and be it go in and beat the greatest, arguably player in the world on Street Fighter Five. No, no, no. I, I mean, he could have thrown it for not being paid. Fine, whatever. He threw the match. No matter how you want to look at it, there there was some kind of shenaniganry in that he either wanted to let him win or was paid to let him win. There's no way that Daigo playing a game loses to a scrub. Sorry. <laughs> a fighting game. Let's, let's yeah, a fighting, fighting game. Fighting game. A fighting game. Yes, yes. Sorry. So, all right. Okay. So, that 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 event prevented you from buying the game. Well, that and the fact that I was like, I'm gonna wait a day and a half and see how this goes <laughs> down. And it wasn't even the first day that there. I was like, Oh, look, Street Fighter's down. Oh, everybody's pissed. Street Fighter's down. Oh, look, there's Capcom saying they're taking the servers down to fix it <laughs> for five hours tonight. I think I might wait. And now I'm like, no, I'll wait till the last half of the year when all the DLC characters are out and they offer it for $29.99 as the complete. I'll probably get it then. Yeah. 
I, I was never going to get it because the not having a single player thing. And then when you are getting a single player thing, it sounds like it's kind of not going to be that good anyway. So, Oh, yeah. I think, I think they're going to try and mimic what mortal Kombat's done. Oh, you think so? Oh yeah. They've, they've talked about it. It's like, um, an actual animated story mode in that, um, cell shaded slash watercolor kind of style. Hmm. So, okay. I, you know, it could be interesting. I, I'll, I'm willing to give them a chance at least. Um, yeah. But I'll probably wait until that is out. Yeah. And I will, for one of the first times in my life, I will actually be like everybody else younger than me and watch the stuff on YouTube before I buy the game. <laughs> and I may not anyway because Street Fighter and I, much like comedy, have a complicated relationship. <laughs> In the back of a car? No, never mind. Um, <laughs> Not the back of a Volkswagen. Come on. Yes, okay. Uh, uh, so speaking I finally, of... Pa- oh, go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, I, I finally figured out... Oh, I'm a little, okay, whatever. I finally figured out the difference between the two main versions of Fire Emblem Fates. It's taken me this long to finally understand. Yeah, in one you're sticking up for your blood family, and the other one you're sticking up for the family that took you in, right? But well, that's but you can for twenty dollars buy the other storyline for either version of the game. So for with with blood with a blood right or birthright, you join your your family you were born into and side against the family that raised you and with conquest you by default you side with the family that raised you and against the family that that you were born into um but for twenty dollars for either version of the game you can buy the other storyline so then that kind of makes you well what's the point i don't understand why why is there still two versions there reason there are two versions and the third one i still don't understand so i'm not even going to talk about that right now birthright which is the white one is a more modernized version of the srpg genre it has areas where you can grind the mission objectives are generally kill all the enemies and nothing no nothing else there's a the the easy mode involved in there uh conquest is the more old school or traditional srpg there is only there are only the storyline battles there are no grinding battles the victory conditions for the battles are more complicated uh it is more the true fire emblem style experience of the game so that's why there's two versions where you can choose to do either storyline for an extra 20 bucks they have done a piss poor job of illustrating that to consumers Yes. And, and like I said, it finally took me to today to figure it all out because somebody was asking me about it and I, I, I had to finally order all the pieces in my head and pull all the different pieces together and figure out, okay, well, that's what they've been trying to tell us for forever. And it hasn't been making any sense because, you know, the game's been out for, what, a year in Japan? So, so, so I have to ask then, which is Mitchell going to get then? both <laughs> well, okay but i mean which one's he gonna play first which one is he looking forward to first I, I i have to double check but i believe he's going to jump into conquest which is the old school the one. old school version but he they the old it is the old school version but it does still come with the no permadeath mode on it so uh, he probably uh, will put on no permadeath so but uh, Aren't you hamstringing yourself then? 
I mean, if it's the same storylines available, well, available, yep. Then wouldn't it behoove you just to buy the more modern one just so you could grind and get more powerful characters? It, it, it's, it's, I believe the mentality behind it, and this may be a much more Japanese thing than a North American thing, and they're just carrying it through because they already put all the development time in. But there's, in, in most Fire Emblem fans are incredibly hard in their cores about how a Fire Emblem game should be. Yeah, and, and I'm with you because I, I know what you're talking about, which is why it makes sense to me. But at some point, I would think as... As even as a hardcore fan, you don't have to grind. So you could get the one and get the additional storyline and still just opt not to do the additional grindy quests. Right, but, but if if you're gonna play it multiple times and and invest a lot of energy into it, it would seem like you might want the option to have the ability to do it on your like sixth playthrough or something versus not have that ability. Right. And I imagine there are a lot of people who will end up paying the 20 bucks on both versions so that they can play through either way they want to, or wait for it to go on sale or whatever. And, and be have the access to both family storylines in both games. Now, Co, what's the third one's name? Um, Kawatamundi, drawing a blank. Fire Emblem Kawatamundi, that but might be the Japanese name. That's not what it's being called in America. <laughs> That's not what it is. I'm quoting Mystery Science Theater. Ah, okay. Um, but the uh, the the third version is some sort of hybrid thing with both parts of the story in it too. So I and that's not coming until some late March, I believe. So I'm not, I'm not sure what the deal with that thing is, but it's a completely different beast, but it has both family storylines in it somehow. So they should just change it, the marketing of fire emblem. It's complicated. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's all they had to do say is fire emblem. If you like awakening, you'll like this. Cause basically that's what all the reviews are saying. If you like fire emblem awakening, you're going to love these games. Just go buy them. So um, while we're on the topic of fire emblem, I need to know about petting. Okay, so <laughs> petting, as petting. it has become, become affectionately known. <laughs> uh, affectionately. <laughs> I see what I did there. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> is, is a sub... Oh, dear. I'm, I'm I feel, petting you. I feel so wronged right now. <laughs> um, the... <laughs> Family podcast, family podcast, family podcast. Um, is a sub game or sub game, side game, mini game? I don't know, something like that. In the, it's a, it's a mini game. It's a mini game in the, quest. in the in in the Japanese version to help increase your relationship level with one of the other characters. Relationship level. I, I, it's not that far. I mean, come on, you've you've been in a relationship where you lay there cuddling and you're you know rubbing the arm or whatever you know it, it happens right i mean the, i understand Don't the you go on matt oh 
fingers are flipping where you can't see them. Um, anyway, so the the regional the localization for North America process decided that that was probably just not going to fly over too well with some portion of the North American. Well, we should also clarify that this is Japanese petting, not American petting. It's pretty graphic. Yeah, it's. it's I, I haven't. I actually haven't watched any videos of it, so I'm not sure. I mean, Fire Emblem graphics tend to be pretty static, so I wouldn't imagine there's a whole lot of dynamic petting. Petting, but there's stuff anyway. So that has been removed or replaced in the game with a interesting thing where when you're doing one of the relationship building things within the game you're the person that is in one of the people might fall asleep so apparently you bore them to death but i, I then, don't think that's what's implied but sure sure we'll go with that for we'll you go with that so first you bore them to death and then you can tap on them to wake them up wait bo boring them to death i see what you did there <laughs> finally got it but um anyway so for whatever reason the characters will fall asleep and you can tap on them to wake them up and that will trigger the equivalent of what the petting game triggered in the japanese version so yes you will be using the stencil to initiate some form of contact on an individual in a non-sensual manner to wake them up and trigger a story uh, a relationship event well uh that sounds like a mess um <laughs> I, I i you know I, I it's it's weird i i i would have never ever ever imagined my oldest playing anything resembling a dating sim or a relationship management game ever and he fell so far down the rabbit hole on that with awakening it it blew my mind. Uh, watch him. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Speaking of messes, uh, Activision <laughs> has had a bit of a mess. Oh, dear. In, in that uh, Skylanders and Guitar Hero Live did not do as well as they expected. And they have laid off quite a few people. It is actually kind of rumored right now that the entire uh, development house in Minneapolis is just gone um, at this point. And Activision is not confirming nor denying anything, but it seems like all those folks may have been laid off. Our hearts go out to everybody, and hopefully they will find better positions with another company. And and did we talk about the harmonics last week? Was it that long ago already? that we? Uh, it's actually two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, really? Okay, so yeah, obviously... Harmonics having similar problems. Oh, Harmonics is not actually the one that did the layoff. Oh, no, it was Mad Madcats. Madcats. Apologies. Yeah. Yep. No problem. Um, although actually, Harmonics did lay some people off. I think three and weeks did, ago. And did yeah, was, the president and CEO? That was of Madcats. That was Madcats. Okay, I was thinking that, that was, was Madcats for some reason. Okay. No, Harmonics had a couple people leave. They did lay off a few people, but they they said that that was uh, not going to yeah, be normal post development. Yeah. Downsizing. Um, the only last thing I think I have to talk about is, of course, um, the video game industry stats for 2015. 
Um, the U.S. video game industry generated $23.5 billion. Billion dollars. Uh, increasing 5% year over year. Um, physical and digital sales are, are up. Um, NPD is a group that measures basically the sale of physical copies of things. However, they released a joint statement um, that also covered digital for a change. Um, and they said that basically between ESA's digital estimates and NPD's physical estimates, we're at $23.5 billion, up 5% from $22.4 billion in 2014. Um, game sales alone, which include physical, downloadable, mobile, DLC, and subscriptions, made up $16.5 billion, which is up 7% year over year. Uh, how hardware was the rest of that? Um, you know, this industry just continues to boom. It is larger than the movie industry. It is larger than everything else, and it is getting bigger. I'm very interested to see what these numbers look like next year with the advent of the VR market coming into play. You know, that that's going to be interesting too, because these are, these are gross revenues, right? That that's not. Yes. Taking into account anything. So with the price of the Oculus and the projected price of the Vive, that's going to skew numbers. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and they, they had some very interesting thing about employment in the gaming industry. Um, they said that from 2009 to 2012, employment in the video game sector rose by an annual rate of 9%, which is wow. more than 10 times the growth rate of the U.S. job market. Yeah. Uh, and right now, I've been looking a lot on Indeed and Monster and LinkedIn and several other sites like that. VR jobs are next to impossible to fill right now because many people don't have the skill sets for it, but everybody's trying to hire for it right now. So I'm, I'm interested to see how that skews these numbers moving forward. Um, they said in, in 2012, game developers earn an average of 95,000 years, uh, $95,000 per year, uh, which was up 5,000 from 2010. And to date, the average video game industry employee earns about double the average U.S. household income. Dang. Gaming. That's where it's at. So, yeah. This, is, this will be really interesting to look at once we have the numbers for next year, including virtual reality. Yeah. Um, the the uh, What was the... Um, oh, my brain has stopped working. What was the Goldman Sachs... Uh, released a report within the last month that said that by 2020 they expect just the VR hardware market to be an $80 billion a year kind of situation, which is crazy. Yeah. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Right now, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, it, it's, it's it could shift drastically between now and then, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm, it's 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 a very big unknown right now. Uh, there's some some interesting predictions, but 
um, uh, couple couple little quick cleanup items. Um, if you're on the Xbox family of systems, your second half of the month content has gone live. So if you have gold and you're on the Xbox uh, family of systems, go grab your stuff for free. Uh, the other couple of things over on the PlayStation blog, you can sign up for the PS4 system software 3.5 beta. So if you're interested in being a part of the firmware beta for the door, uh, you head and go on there and sign up. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I did that today. It was pretty painless. I think it's I did too. It was super like two questions. So yeah, yeah really easy. And also, this weekend uh, is a free multiplayer weekend on uh, PlayStation 4. So, if you have a game that uh, require that would benefit from multiplayer and you don't have a Plus subscription or your Plus subscription has uh, lapsed and you're looking to get some multiplayer in, uh, from the 19th through the 21st, you will be able to play multiplayer on games that would normally require a Plus subscription without the Plus subscription. So... Um, Rodeo, the developer Rodeo Games, who uh, made uh, Warhammer Quest, Warhammer 40k Death Watch, um, looks like uh, they released a bunch of people today, as a matter of fact. So uh, apparently Warhammer 40k Death Watch didn't find an audience, and staff were made redundant. So... uh, Happy thoughts out to everybody there and finding new employment. Uh, it sucks when that happens. Uh, I'm scanning the news, which I did not have a time to do on the way home, for any other things that might be uh, might be out on the uh, news front. Uh, I'm not seeing a whole lot. Did you have anything else in your... In your bag of tricks there, Matt, for news? Uh, no, nothing else I saw. Uh, one last place to look here quick, just to see. Division DLC will be exclusive to uh, Xbox One for 30 days. You made the wrong choice, Ubisoft, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> WWE 2K16 being released on PC next month. Um, four more fighters confirmed from King of Fighter 14. Uh, in fact, um, one, of, one of them I'm not even familiar with. It's a Lucha Libre wrestler that wears a Tyrannosaurus Rex mask. <laughs> Weird. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm so far off on that game, I don't even know anymore. Um, Kojima uh, tweeted a picture on the 15th of him and Norman Reedus together. Yes, he did. Uh, and uh, teased that uh, maybe something might be going on there, saying, giving update about my own company. So we know that Kojima has some ties to PlayStation and uh, a new game development studio and uh, looking to reunite with Norman Reedus from the failed attempt to do a uh, Silent Hill sequel. So... Oh my god, you know what comes out next week? Darkest Dungeon. On the PS4 and Xbox One. Get that game. If you like RPGs, really, really good. Really, really, really good. Pick that game up. Darkest Dungeon. 
Darkest Dungeon. It's the it's a roguelike dungeon crawl. Well, side side view SRPG. But people can get um, people can get mental afflictions. Oh, okay, it's that one. Okay, it's really really good. Very hard, but very good. Uh, so is this yeah. on PC? Is that where you? Uh, yeah, it, it came out on PC. I, uh, I want to say three weeks ago, and I believe they had said that the third week in February would be the release of Darkest Dungeon on consoles. So that will be. Uh, Sony updated the PlayStation Store wishlist with the ability to check out friends' wishlists, which kind of cool. Kind of cool. See what they want, and maybe, maybe finally actually implementing gifting in the store. Could you know that, that would make that, make, a, oh, that would make so much sense. What are you talking about, Matt? <laughs> You're making too much sense. Too I much. know it happens every once in a while. I, I just, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I'm looking to see if there was anything remaining that was worth commenting on. Uh, okay, I, 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 I don't know the story behind this, but I just saw this headline. Fallout 3 no longer banned in Germany. <laughs> that only took a while. The game was delisted because its content is no longer classified as harmful to minors from today's perspective. Yeah, that's got to be so infuriating, infuriating for a game developer to have their stuff arbitrarily banned like that. Well, you pretty much know you're going to be banned in Australia unless it's all about happiness and unicorns. <laughs> Good eye, my happiness and unicorns. Um we won't we won't talk about what Deadpool does to unicorns. Yeah, I don't hear I don't remember hearing that it was banned. Um, well, that's going to bring us then to uh, housekeeping, final thoughts, um, stuff going up on the site. I'm posting my article on why I think the division will be a commercial success uh, here in the next couple days. Uh, so check that out. Um, we will have some stuff to be announcing soon. Um, I will have a couple articles coming out of a conference I'm going to this weekend on virtual reality, uh, which I'm pretty excited about because there's going to be a lot of stuff there. Um, and then uh, if you like the show, please do like and subscribe. Uh, if you've got comments or feedbacks, let us know in the box below. And then, of course, check us out on Facebook at, at uh, facebook.com slash gamersledge, Twitter at gamersledge, uh, Pinterest.com slash GamersLedge. Of course, you can visit our actual website, GamersLedge.com. Uh, that's where you'll find the stories I mentioned earlier, as well as uh, our Let's Plays, our links to our YouTube channels, our Tumblr, our StumbleUpon, all that good stuff in the social sphere. Um, and then that's going to bring us to final thoughts. Matt, your final thought for the evening? Um. Wow, I, I don't know. I totally wasn't ready for this for some reason. Um, if you're a Doctor Who fan, Matt Smith and David Tennant are going to be together at Wizard World New York. And Did you see Tennant's going to be at Madison? Yeah, I saw that. You going to try and go cover it for the site? 
we'll see. <laughs> um, the uh, but yeah, they're this is the first time they've ever done a public event together. So uh, depending on what you want to do with uh, with them as far as official, it could be relatively just price of admission, or if you want the full VIP treatment, it's just about nine hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. So. Otherwise, there's just about every other star that has been related to Doctor Who in the last 20 years going to be there, and you could probably do all of them for less than 900. Well, wait a minute, that came out wrong. You could probably <laughs> get it. You could probably family interact show, with them. Family show. <laughs> family show, yes. You could probably interact with them for less than $900 total, all of them. But, um, yeah. Okay, go. Uh, the Division open beta preload is available now on all your favorite systems go download it and that brings us then to how we always end the show matt you forgot to do reader mail no i didn't <laughs> forget to do reader mail. <laughs> i didn't have any i didn't have time all right i didn't have time to go get it so yeah <laughs> if, we, um, if we have to go get our reader mail. we do because it's on an app, and I always forget to check the app. So yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Video Games Amino. I love you, but it'd be nice if it was just delivered in my inbox. But it's not, so then I forget. Uh, Matt, what do you give a sick bird? I don't know, Mark. What do you give a sick bird? Tweetment. Game on! Game on. That was actually better than I was expecting. So yeah, I'm, I'm actually okay with that one. <laughs> I think I think you have now gotten to the level where the abuse you are starting to see is <laughs> as you know what I'm saying. As, as endearment, yeah. Yell yeah, yeah. shock, yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Until next week, game on. Game on. <laughs>